On today's episode of Dietitians Only, we're talking about job searching. Searching for a job can be exhausting. Suddenly, you find yourself sifting through hundreds of so-so options, or worse, searching and finding absolutely nothing. If your job search leaves a lot to be desired, hear what one of our dietitian recruiting experts, Sarah Heitzman, has to say. She's a dietitian too, and with her years of hiring practice, she'll help you narrow down your options and find exactly what you're looking for. You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Dietitians Only. This is Sarah Glanz, the Director of Clinical Education here, and we have Sarah Heitzman back with us today. Sarah is one of the regional account managers here at Dietitians On Demand, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about how she recommends searching for jobs if you're in that market. And uh, so, Sarah, you want to say hello? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> you're welcome. It's the two Sarahs today. Yeah. Sarah's going to start by just telling us a little bit about Dietitians On Demand, if you're not familiar with the company and the types of services that we offer. Yeah, so we are a dietitian staffing company that's kind of grown into a lot more than that. So we're founded um, by our founder, Alicia Davis, and her husband, who's the CEO. And we've grown into a nationwide staffing company. We offer continuing education and resources for clinical dietitians and now offer direct um, dietitian counseling to patients and consumers. Yeah, it's incredible how much the company's changed even since, you know, the two of us have joined. So it's been fun to be along for the ride. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about the current job market? You know, we've seen a lot of ups and downs in the past couple of years. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, So what's the current job market looking like? Yeah, the last three years have been a wild ride. Um, After bouncing back from uh, a lot of layoffs in 2020 due, due to COVID, Last year, we saw an extreme talent shortage. So people are hesitant to to return to work or looking for um, better work-life balance, more remote or hybrid options. Uh, It's estimated that if the trend continues by 2030, worldwide, there'll be around 85 million vacant jobs due to a lack of skilled labor. Yeah, that's that's incredible to think about, you know, just that many vacancies and and that many openings. And I think recruiters and Um, companies who are hiring are going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah. Yeah. In 2022, it was estimated that 60% of employees reported feeling stressed with their current job. Yeah. That's kind of in line with a a statistic that I saw on LinkedIn just the other day. Um, It reported that about 17% of employees are actively disengaged. So you've, you know, people have been talking about like the quiet quitting and stuff like that, but 17% of employees are actively like, I don't give a flip anymore, (laughs) you know? So, which is scary. It's scary, especially like in our healthcare world. Um, It's scary to think about that. Yeah. I hear that from um, colleagues that still work in full-time in the healthcare setting as well, that they're just, uh, they're just so burned out from, you know, grinding for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Um, It just seems like it hasn't slowed down. Right. So, yeah. So, um, what we're seeing is applicants looking for better work-life balance, hybrid working options I mentioned, growth opportunities within both their position and the company, improved benefits, and ongoing continuing education. 
Uh, some of this includes proactive PTO prior to like planned work, high demand work periods, um, no meeting Fridays or like a day where there's no meeting scheduled, and then um, intentional wellness time for employees and for the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of those initiatives can be fairly simple to implement. You know, you mentioned the no meetings. That's something that I've kind of tried to implement on my own. And I know not everyone has that luxury, but you know, trying to keep Fridays meeting free and then Mondays also, because it just seems like coming back from the weekend and yeah. I head back in the, in the game, sort of, so to speak. So yeah. sometimes I try to keep those like quieter days so that I can focus a little bit more on, you know, yeah. things that require more time. So yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah. Like clinically, I, I, I used to schedule, um, chunks of time where I would just focus on charting and like email management, things like that. So very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like we talked about, a lot of people are out there looking for jobs. There are a lot of vacancies. So if you are listening and you are someone who is thinking about a new position, or maybe you're even actively looking right now, um, what, what are some good places to start? So I always recommend starting a job search by doing your research. Consider what sort of clinical setting you're looking for, or if it's a non-clinical position, marketing, corporate wellness, um, food service, or product design or development. Uh, If you're looking for a local position to where you currently are or open to relocation, um, whether it's part-time, PRN, full-time, or contract versus permanent, those are all things to consider. And then what within those, what type of experience is typically required for those positions? Um, and then realistically thinking about if you're qualified to apply for those jobs or maybe need to consider taking another position for a year or two to, to qualify and be, um, and be able to re- apply and be considered for those roles. Yeah. So it's like first step, just kind of set your filter, so to speak. Like what, what do you want? What are you looking for? And what can you realistically do? What about compensation? I know that's something on a lot of dietitians mind and we have another episode about negotiating salary, but is there anything like when you're going into the job search that you should be thinking about? Yeah, I would recommend again, doing your research in terms of uh, in terms of the type of position you're looking for. And then again, the location plays a huge role in what sort of compensation you can expect to do your research in terms of what that compensation will look like. So again, for a part-time or PRN versus a full-time permanent position, that's going to vary. Um, looking at the location of where you're either currently located or looking to relocate to versus what you're going to be getting paid. So for example, if you're from um, like a rural area of New York and considering relocating to LA, well, what you would be making in New York right now would be significantly different, but of course not a livable compensation, I would guess, for a metro area. Mm -hmm. And some of, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. So (laughs) what about like some um, some places that people can look? Because I know we've gotten that type of question before. If they are relocating and like in your previous example, they're relocating to a different city, a different state, and maybe they're just not really sure what would be a fair compensation to even ask for. So do you have any ideas or suggestions on where people can look for like comps basically? Yeah. So there's some general information on places like Glassdoor, Indeed, and ZipRecruiter in terms of what positions are currently offering. 
um, based on area. A lot of those are very generalized, so not specific to, say, a position that is posted, but may vary depending on who applies. So somebody who's a new grad, they may may receive an offer that's lower than what's posted on those websites. Some positions that are a little, or some locations that are a little bit more specific. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics is a really good resource. You can search based on location and then um, like a tier versus like 25 percentile, the median, 75th percentile, and 90th. And then the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics every two years releases a compensation and a benefit survey, which is very comprehensive and reviews um, both averages, but also, again, location, experience-based, clinical setting-based. Um, it also includes DTRs, compensation. So great resource to see what other dietitians in the area or in your field are, are receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just one other question. What is your opinion on, um, you know, like given the job market, if there are a lot of shortages in dietitians in a particular area, like let's say, you know, the supply is very low and you know that, um, would you increase your compensation request based on just the supply and the demand? Yeah, we're seeing it as recruiter, as account managers, um, And I would assume that other recruiters or hiring managers are also experiencing this, but I would encourage um, job seekers to to ask for what they feel is fair and kind of shoot for, uh, you know, a higher ballpark than what they expect and be prepared to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that's really good advice. And then what about resumes? I know we talk a lot about resumes. Any tips for getting your resume ready for the job hunt? Yeah, I know we have um, both an episode on this already, I think from 2021. And DOD also on our website has a fillable resume template that you can utilize to kind of get started. Depending on how specific your job, your the job you're looking for is. So say you're only interested in outpatient oncology roles, you may only need one resume. Um, but if you're kind of applying to a variety of different roles because you don't know what, you're not sure 100% what you're interested in, I would recommend having at least um, one per clinical type to highlight that experience that you have towards that specific position. Um, So within the job descriptions that you're applying to, there'll be keywords that the recruiters and the hiring managers are looking for. And I would encourage applicants to include those keywords on their resume in terms of if they have experience with those with those um, those duties. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's good advice. And just keeping it updated, you know, even when you're not looking, because that makes it easier when you are looking, you don't have to try to think back and remember Mm -hmm. things that you did several years ago. So that would be one piece of advice I would have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I keep a little notebook that I, I'm not very good about doing it on a regular basis, but in my roles, I'll like write down what I've done for the last month or so in terms of anything that's outside of my normal day-to-day routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my men- mentee and I were talking about this uh, a few months ago, and I encouraged her to write out a document that was called Everything I've Ever Done. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for a job you love? Consider working for Dietitians on Demand. Did you know we now offer a full benefits package? 
Our job board, found at dietitiansondemand.com, is updated almost daily. It's the easiest way to find a job and get connected with our team. Visit dietitiansondemand.com slash jobs today. So yeah, so what about um, like these awesome jobs that people have that can't seem to be found anywhere? Sometimes I'll hear about people who have these incredibly fun jobs and I'm like, where did you even find that? Yeah. <laughs> so are there any secret places um, that we can find incredible jobs? Yeah, most um, most of the, a lot of the best jobs that my my friends and coworkers or colleagues have, have not even made it to job boards. So um, they've heard about it either through um, friends or colleagues that they've worked with in the past and have networked. So they either a job is a job that hasn't even made it to a, a job board ha- is about to be posted. And um, they were speaking with somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, you should apply for this role or reach out to so and so and ended up with a, with a, with a position uh, that they absolutely love. So. Networking is huge. I think, especially within our field, it's it. I always say, like, it's such a small world within dietetics. Even though you know there's over a hundred thousand of us um, nationwide, it's still. I feel like I run into the same people very often. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would just say on that note, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people, even if you don't really know them personally. Like, as I do this sometimes on LinkedIn, if I'm following someone and they post something interesting, or I just have a random question that I think they might be able to answer. Don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, the worst thing that will happen is they say no, or they don't respond, but you may get some interesting information, or you might get a lead on another job or something like that. So don't be shy is what I would say too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that applies to also like in-person events or meetings. So um, in terms of like attending career fairs or our um, our expos like FENCI or the state association meetings, um, don't be afraid to like go up and introduce yourself to people that you may have heard of or just like passing on conversation. It's a great way to meet people that, you know, are we have so many different opportunities within our profession. So people are work, work in such unique fields within dietetics. I think it's so interesting. Yeah. What do you think about um, reaching out to a recruiter directly? And, you know, maybe they don't maybe they don't even have a job in your area, but you say, hey, I would love to do X, Y, Z at this company. And if you ever have an opportunity, will you please consider me? What do you think about doing stuff like that? That's how I ended up with my first job with us. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, definitely encourage people. I would include a copy of your resume and just like be very as specific as you can with what you're looking for. We, it's like I said, it's a small world. Um, Most of us who are, most of us here are very good at remembering names. So yeah, definitely encourage people to do that. Not only with DOD, but with um, like hiring managers at a hospital as well. If you have the contact information, definitely reach out. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. So what else, what are some other places to look for job openings? Probably dietitians know about like Indeed and maybe nutrition jobs as well. So are there any other good places to check? Yeah. I mean, so you mentioned Indeed, other, other websites like that, um, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, Simply, obviously, um, Dietitians on Demand has our own job board. 
um, which Nutrition Jobs has some of our jobs on that on their page as well. I would also check out LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I think, is an up and coming place for jobs, for for job searching. Um, A lot of our jobs end up on there um, and you can network with people who you can kind of see who works for those companies through LinkedIn, which I think is pretty unique. Yeah. Uh, What else? And then in like hospital and and long-term care websites, clinical websites, et cetera, a lot of that is really good for um, kind of seeing what the facility or the hospital group is about and making sure that um, their mission, you can see reviews on Google in terms of if they're a good place to work or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also add to that, you know, some companies, um, if you're just searching for the term dietitian in these search engines, job search engines, you may not really come up with what you're looking for. Um, but if you go directly, like Sarah said, to the company's website, sometimes they may have a different term terminology that they use for a position that they want to fill with a dietitian, like you know, a home infusion expert or something, which that would not show up probably with a dietitian. If searching the word dietitian, that may not show up. Thinking about being creative with search terms and um, do you have any other ideas or suggestions on that? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of hiring managers don't know the proper spelling for dietitian. So (laughs) I always search just diet, um, D-I-E-T, so that if they put a C in the word, it still shows up. Um, And then I also search like nutrition, um, some of the like big words that come go along with our profession, like food service, um, patient service, things like that, obviously, depending on what you're interested in. But um, yeah, when I'm searching for jobs, I typically only type in diet because probably 50% of them are spelled incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) We we could have a whole other episode on that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Here at DOD, we only spell dietitian with a T. We never spell it with a C. <laughs> um, never spell anyway, it yeah, with so a that's C. A good, that's a good um, suggestion using the term like nutrition or diet and stuff like that. Um, because yeah. sometimes you have to dig, I think, to find, you know, the like jobs that are not just standard clinical dietitian. Yeah. Not, we're not knocking that, but if you yeah. want to do something different than that, sometimes you have to be a little bit more creative. Yep. Yep. Okay. So any final words of wisdom or advice uh, for people who are starting their job search or maybe they're in it and they're getting frustrated and they don't know what to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, be rational and be patient. So if you're looking for a, a, a good job, a really like a perfect job for you. Obviously, I would hope most of us are looking for a good fit for us. Um, it's not going to happen overnight and it's going to take some work. So be really being patient and understanding that. Um, don't apply to just anything and everything. Be very um, specific about what you're looking for. Again, do your research, think about what your goals are in your career and look for positions that align with that. Maybe not your ideal position, but something that can get you the experience to get to that eventually. Um, Do research about the companies you're applying to if you have that information and then track. I like to keep a notebook of kind of the location, the job type I've applied to when I applied to it. Um, And then like I'll take notes on if I've heard back. Um, It also helps me create a timeline for when I follow up with that person. Don't do it within the first couple of days because that can be a little bit can be seen as 
a little bit overexcited or overambitious, but I usually give hiring managers about a week until I follow up. And then after an interview, I would follow up within 24 hours to just like send a thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really good advice. So hopefully if you're looking for a job either now or in the future, you'll be a little bit more prepared and maybe have some um, good practical tips that you can implement. Um, but yeah, we want to thank Sarah Heitzman for joining us today. <laughs> and um, some of you may work with her in the future. Who knows? But uh, for now, we're going to we're going to sign off and uh, we hope that you'll tune in again soon. Bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. If you need a break today, scroll over to the review section of the podcast and leave us one. Your feedback is the best way to help the podcast grow. Dietitians On Demand employs hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevates the profession with simple yet effective practice resources like this podcast. Don't forget to stay connected with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.